Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the House of Oaxaca podcast. I am your host, Teresa Oaxaca, and it's been a while. I've taken a two-month hiatus, partly because the world was just opening back so much, and I had all these real-world commitments again, which I'll be getting into, and the online commitments, and something I had to give. Um, I also had an interesting last two weeks where... I kept thinking I was going to start the podcast and one by one, my interviews kept getting canceled, whether I was being interviewed by someone or I was interviewing them. So I don't think I've been the only one with a lot on their plate. And I say this to friends, art friends. I think it's just that with in-person shows and classes and things happening in full swing again, and then all the online commitments, it's just a lot, you know? So... I am just sitting down to just talk to the microphone myself just because I want to get another episode out and I've got some new things coming on and I'm really excited. So we'll just catch you back up. So I'm sitting here in my studio outside Washington, D.C. and it's a beautiful June summer day and I've got this enormous geranium sitting in my window and it's quite pleased with itself because it's now the only plant taking up the first floor parlor window and it's probably been growing there for about three years but it's huge it it now has more branches than it actually has roots so it's it's quite amazing um, and it's really overreaching it's really outdoing itself and that's kind of how I feel sometimes with my own artwork and artistic production. The amount of paintings I have, if, if you were to line them all up, um, I don't know if it would go a mile long, but it definitely uh, is, is more than my little studio could have ever uh, produced at one time. So that's kind of fun to think about as well. So the studio is like the soil and then your artistic production and all the other things that you do related are coming out of that and it's just important to take some time sometimes to collect yourself so you don't feel overstretched which I know a lot of my art friends are and and I am attempting not to be so it's a strange thing between motivation and overwork and I'm not sure that balance is ever clearly understood or defined But when an artist isn't quite making enough art, I think that there's a sense of guilt for not working enough or not achieving enough or perhaps a project taking too long, especially in the modern world where film and, you know, even digital art, it can be so much quicker to do than uh, handmade things sometimes. So then I'd like to be the champion for handmade art I still think that there's a directness there that done with mastery can actually be pretty seamless and rapid and smooth as well so I'm uh, not throwing in the towel for uh, representational painting yet (laughs) still doing that so so yeah I'm just getting ready to go up to my studio and I've got a goldfish that I'm going to be putting into the top corner of a very tall 
new piece. It's part of a series called The Floating World, where I have a lot of figures in long lace dresses and flowers and birds and fish floating through blank backgrounds. Um, so far, the backgrounds have all been shades of blue, so they could either be construed as a sky or it could be water and now that I'm taking the plunge to mix fish in there it's definitely blurring the lines so I was going around taking some photographs at the National Zoo here in Washington DC and there's a exhibit I really like called Amazonia and I've been going there since I was a little girl and there were these uh, giant fish. I'm going to blink on their name, but they're all scaly and they're, they're native to the Amazon River and they're huge. And you can either look at them from above or from uh, the side. And um, I've always wanted to capture them, but the water is just so murky and the way you have to see through the glass. I'm not sure I'm ready to paint them yet, but there was a piranha that they also had at the exhibit. So I've been collecting piranha images from zoos around the world for a while now, and I really enjoy painting piranha. Um, but yeah, I was looking for something like this fish from the Amazon exhibit, and uh, luckily I happened upon a large goldfish. And so I've got this intention to paint a goldfish spewing up gold then it'll give me an excuse to sprinkle some gold leaf throughout the vertical portrait. So I'm quite excited about that. So that's my goal for today. And it feels like putting in the last piece of a puzzle because I've been working on this painting for the past few months. It started out as a painting or just as a blank canvas with a blue background. And it started out as a demonstration canvas for my Secrets of Flowers class. So I was and still am giving a series of online one-day lessons. People can take them all or they can just take one at a time. And there are uh, old recordings that they can also purchase from me. Um, so I did the rose, the sunflower, the lily, the alstroemeria, and the daisy. And the tulip but some of those flowers are in this painting and so I went ahead and painted in a kingfisher who was diving down through the blue and then I put in a life-size self-portrait in there so the painting's really coming together and I'm enjoying inventing all these little geranium petals that are just floating and balancing out the composition it feels like sprinkling confetti around I'm really enjoying that. But there's a section at the top, and I, I know I wanted to put a fish into this series, so I think it's finally time. So I've worked out the next puzzle piece, and it's going to be my goldfish, which I shot through the glass at a local pet store while I was buying birdseed. So that was random. I didn't expect to find the goldfish there, but I got some good shots, so that's what I'm going to use. And um, I'm going to put some gold leaf on the linen canvas, which will be fun too. So that's my goal for today, and it's just so nice to be surrounded by 
this beautiful weather and I've I've got so many geraniums just in all my windows and the the old ones are just taken over they're huge and I'm able to use the the flowers all year round in compositions and just as decoration right now I have a little vase of six different types of geranium blooms and some peace lily uh, flower cuttings so it's just cheering up the studio I make great cut flowers and great potted flowers so every year I go and I collect a few more geranium varietals and uh, this year there seems to be a lot of great Elanos. I'm not sure if I'm saying this right but they are mixed so they'll be pink and white or fuchsia and pink or or versions of that just just variations almost like a piebald geranium previously i mostly just had pure white pure red pure salmon pure pink so it seems like they're getting inventive with the geranium types it's really exciting so um i'm, I'm trying to grow some more monster plants and uh, do some more geraniums and Speaking of which, I just wanted to talk about some upcoming classes I've listed. I do have a painting geraniums class on July 16. It's Eastern Standard Time from 1 to 6 p.m. It's an online class. You can sign up and participate live or you can sign up, watch the recording. So that'll be um, offered July 16th. And this is the second painting geraniums class. The first one happened earlier last month and I painted some geraniums from life that I had just plucked from my own plants in the house so I suggest you buy a geranium and water it and hopefully it'll bloom in time for the class and um, if not I can also provide some reference photos it's no problem but I was painting this white geranium from life and I'm familiar with painting flowers from life the interesting thing is they always turn their heads to get more of sunlight and depending on the weather they'll bloom or they'll they'll shrink if it's cold but if it's warm and sunny they'll usually open up a lot more and so this one was turning its head except if you've ever seen the globe-like bloom of a geranium uh, they can have they're quite interesting. They, they kind of look like hydrangeas in a way, but they can have up to, I think I've seen like 20, 20 buds on one stalk, and then they'll all bloom in succession. And so at the height, you'll just have this giant globe. And if you stick them in water, they even get twice as big because they don't have to, I guess, share nutrients with the rest of the plant. So they get huge. Um, smaller plants that haven't developed as much won't get as big they tend not to have as much pods I suppose so they might have just seven but they're still pretty so I was painting one of these smaller ones and each head was turning separately in a different direction at a different time so it was fun trying to paint it it was really moving on me fast um and it, it came out really well so I definitely want to do a few more geraniums and do that class again or people who missed it, or people who are interested. So you can check out my website, TeresaWalhaka.com, for that. And then coming up 
also online on July 30th and 31st. I have a still life painting drapery, Natura Morta, and flowers. So Natura Morta is just like the Italian word for still life, although it translates to dead life. But in this case, I, I do drapery. I do um, dolls, flowers. Um, when I do the flowers in this class, I do them in a different way. They're, they're not the same as the one-day floral classes where we really focus on just one flower and we get into really small details with small brushes. This one is, is more of a general loosely painted flower. So it's a flower amidst a whole backdrop of you know drapery and, and dolls and other things. Um, we cover a lot more canvas faster. You still get a very finished look, but it doesn't have the studied botanical illustration quality of the single flower classes. So I just wanted to make that clear. So if you wanted to take the still life class and you saw it had flowers, and then you saw that I had a geranium class, um, they're not the same thing. They're going to be very different techniques. So with the with the single flower class, we don't even do a background. We just do the flower. And it almost has a trompe l'oeil look, and it's just by itself. And we get into, like, size zero brushes, really tiny things. Um, it's really cool. I, I really like doing it, so I'm going to keep posting more of those. And I have... Uh, one in-person class this month coming up in two weeks, June 18th and 19th. Um, if you happen to be in or around Alexandria, Virginia, I'll be teaching an in-person portrait painting and oils workshop at the Art League School in Alexandria, Virginia. So that will be fun. And I demonstrate from life. We have real-life models, no cameras around, no Zoom, all just in person. There's a nice sandwich place and a, a nice place to view the waterfront from. It's, it's a really good area. So I would uh, love to see you there. And that's my, that's my last in-person workshop in the United States uh, this summer. Going out, going back to Europe for the first time in two years. I'll be in England in Stroud which is in the Cotswolds, and that'll be a workshop from August 26th to 29th. Also oil painting portraiture, but over in the UK. We'll have real models. I'll be painting from life. We'll do some fancy things with the background. I'm fond of taking flowers and abstracting them, using a lot of palette knife work and working them in with the composition and getting some of the flower colors from the background into the portrait so we talk about skin tones we also talk about light and then we talk a lot about these bouncing colors these reflected colors that bounce around from the flowers in the background into the portraiture so i'm looking forward to that one and i've never been to stroud i've been to wales um speaking of wales i will be returning to wales in september uh september 12th to 15th there will be an in-person class in Cumdee and or Crickowell, UK. I am really bad with uh, Welsh pronunciation, but um, I'm told that the translation for Cumdao or Cumdee is uh, the Black Valley. So 
I'll be I'll be in Wales, uh, beautiful national park, hilly, rolling hills, lots of sheep, cows, um, cool weather. It's gonna be fun. Um, and the school is the Welsh Academy of Art, and it will be in a, I believe, a nineteenth century stone school building like an old kind of school building with with fireplaces sometimes we light the fireplaces and we're going to have live models and this is going to be drawing the portrait in charcoal so i have a charcoal drawing technique which is more adapted to line as well as blending and i use a lot of hatching uh, some people say that the technique looks a little bit like a john singer sergeant drawing um, of course it's not, I mean, he's a master, but I, I did look at a lot of John Singer Sargent drawings when I was sort of getting back into charcoal after I took a little bit of a hiatus. So he's definitely an inspiration. And if you imagine some of the John Singer Sargent charcoals, which he did in a few hours, they say he did them when he got tired of portrait painting. He didn't want to do any more portrait paintings. So he just started making these several hour drawings and would I imagine just tear him off the sketchbook and give him to his his patrons. Um, I heard there was a, a joke. If you were a lady or you were sitting next to an Edwardian lady at a dinner party and you didn't know what to say to her, you would say, so how did you like your John Singer Sargent drawing? Because everyone had one. <laughs> so, um, so he's, I guess you could say he's the mascot, but I'm not claiming to actually understand or know any John Singer Sargent techniques. Um, but anyway, you can see some of my charcoal work on my website at TeresaWaxaca.com. And though there'll be one extra special thing about this class, I am teaching a special paper marbling technique. So I've upgraded my paper selection. So I'm still using charcoal, but I'm using a thicker, higher GSM paper, and I am going to be showing how to marble it in a certain way where you can tone the background any color you want, and you can also be uh, a little free and come up with these sort of swirly colored patterns. Again, you can see these on my website. All right, and... There are more classes coming up. I'm just going to mention one more. Just get the Europe covered, and then you can go to my website to see the other ones. But I'm going to September uh, 5, 6, 7th, and 8th, four-day oil painting portrait class in Florence, Italy. So those are my summer classes, late summer classes. And I'll be enjoying uh getting back to europe and you know making making this little sojourn again i'm sure i'm going to visit a lot of my old favorite museums and explore old city city streets again so i'm really excited about that so well that's my announcement for today um I'm just going to mentally prepare myself to go back to the studio. I've been sprucing things up a little bit. Every About every six months, I do a thorough cleaning, and I actually try to get rid of like 
dust mites and any kind of like powders like charcoal powder, um, pigment, especially pigment. Pigment can be toxic. Um, if you, I, I do store a lot of uh, bags and jars of raw pigment in my studio. Sometimes things get out. Um, so I'm just going to go out there and sort of like polish the floors and, you know, get everything nice and clean and think about my goldfish. So sometimes people like to start the day with uh, preparing their palate. I mean, of course, you have to do that too. But you know, if you're ever feeling uninspired, it's always great to just start tidying up a little and getting your palate ready and make a cup of coffee or tea and then you'll feel pretty inspired before you know it. So if you're having a hard time getting to the easel, I recommend not thinking about the painting. <laughs> That's the hard part. Maybe just think about the the cup of coffee and, you know, uh, touching the art materials and being up there. Um, as I've been rummaging around up there, I, I keep finding my collection of Chinese brushes, which are for ink painting, and I'm getting really inspired and I'm trying to think about some drawing series that have been in my head that I want to start working on. So maybe I will do a little bit of oil painting, do a little bit of ink painting. Um, I'm already excited thinking about all this. So that's nice. I guess that's my, my morning meditation for the, for the day. So yeah, I guess if you're uh, an artist and you're looking for a way to get into the studio... And try doing a meditation on some of the things that you enjoy about your studio and what you want to accomplish up there. So I will sign off now and hopefully I'll be bringing you some interviews um, pretty soon. Um, it's, it's just been amazing how many cancellations there's been. <laughs> hear me talk again or maybe we'll hear